Hi, I'm Mariah Larkin. And I'm Emily Elchel. And this is Mental, where we're rethinking crazy. So this week's episode features two guests. That's right. Filmmaker Zoe Kinross and her mom were kind enough to sit down with each other for an interview. Zoe's film Blue Gray is an intimate portrait of her relationship with her mother and her mother's relationship with bipolar disorder. Here are some clips from the film followed by that interview. Sorry, 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 I seriously need you up here. ASAP. I really used to love the sea in the winter because it felt very special and there were no tourists around and the sea was wild and grey and frightening. Not frightening to me though because I knew it was my friend. If you had to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself? I'd say that I'm usually a cheerful person and a gregarious person. I like the company of other people. And I'm interested in quite a lot of things, particularly, I suppose, the state of the world. And um, I'd like to live in a fairer world. So justice is important to me. And, um, and beauty is important to me. Do you remember the first time that you were ill? I don't like to remember it. I don't like to think back to those days, but... Well, you don't have to if you don't want to. Seriously, you've broken my heart, you've broken my heart. I can't hold on to it, it's so horrible. Can't do it, so. I just can't do it. You can hear my heart breaking up now. Not being a drama queen at all. I just can't do it, it's so horrible here. Please help me. It's one of my biggest nightmares that I've transmitted this bipolar to any of you. And I did feel like a huge burden on you. It wasn't a burden. You were like a ghost. The sea is beautiful in all weathers and all conditions. It's beautiful when it's calm and it's beautiful when it's really wild and it's coming over the promenade. I find it offensive when people say something like, oh, she is bipolar. All those labels are just labels and they don't describe the whole of your life. They just describe what might be relatively short episodes that you have in your life. 
I refuse to say that I am my diagnosis. I refuse. I am not bipolar. I am a person who's had bipolar episodes. There's real difference there. Hello. Hello. I don't know whether this is recording properly or what, but we'll just have to try it. Mm. Um, so how did you... We we showed the film again on Friday night. Yes, we did. How did you find show, seeing it again after quite a gap? Actually, um, ever since I got over the terrible shock when I saw it first of having to look at my own wrinkles, I've always thought the film was very, very good and also powerful and that Zoe constructed it really beautifully. But it, but what's it like? I know it's quite exposing, isn't it? It's quite um, it's quite close up, and it, it's quite because I worry sometimes that I've made something that maybe might upset you. Well, really, I um want to get all those points across, and also I'm not really all that vain. That's why I only wear lipstick because you tell me to. <laughs> Okay, but what's it like seeing? What? How do you feel when you see yourself and when you're in hospital and I, things like that? Well, um, as I say, I want to get those points across. And when I first asked you if I could make a film about yeah. about this, which yeah. is obviously a personal thing for you, um, how did you feel? Because you, you, I don't remember you ever saying that you didn't want to do it. Actually, no. And also, um, you made it. You were lovely, actually, because you did make it clear that it was a form of collaboration. And even though some of the time you filled me, I was really quite ill, and so I couldn't sort of articulate that I wanted that to happen. I'd already given my consent to that. Because mm. that was something I was worried about, was whether I was always OK to be filming, because obviously even if you had said you were okay with it so other times you were quite ill mm. and I didn't know whether I was overstepping the mark but I think in the editing process it became quite clear what I should and shouldn't include in the film yes yeah, so well, I don't know whether you had any footage that you felt you shouldn't include well I think there was stuff that was maybe a bit too personal or things um that were more about why do you know if you talked about people that maybe I didn't think they should be included no, in it? Obviously, people other people shouldn't be included in it, yeah, and because they would not have given their but I necessarily have given their consent, yeah. But I definitely didn't want to portray a, a you know, I didn't want it to, to be like um sugar coated or I didn't want it to not show all the aspects of everything that you kind of go through when you have one of these quite long episodes of being unwell, which is, you know, depression and the aerated, as you call it, which well, is it, a hypomanic state. Hypomanic. Hypomanic. You have to be clear about the difference between hypomanic and hypermanic, because I've never been hypermanic or even the kind of straightforward definition of manic. And in fact, in the film, it's very clear that I get agitated through having to do too much or through anger but it's not suddenly going off on one where I think I'm God Almighty hmm. but I guess things can be quite different for each person can't they oh yeah I think mental distress is different for for each person and that's why I really resist it being put into little categories and boxes and why I resist the 
the the whole thrust of psychiatry, which is just to put ram you into a box and say, right, well, you have to take such and such a little white tablet. Mm. And and as you know, many of these little white tablets have been very, very, very damaging to me to the yeah. point of nearly killing me. Yeah. Do you think with mental health diagnosis then that maybe they you should be re you should be kind of reassessed because things can change. Oh yes, I don't think anything is um you know a life sentence. Yeah. So don't you think that that should be something that happens quite regularly then because it, yeah, it does seem that it would help to to kind of see whether actually your uh, you know it might have changed into something else or you might need different medication or I don't know but well and also I'm moving countries and I might be treated differently in a different country and I mm. hope so because I really don't respect the way I've been treated here mm. by UK psychiatrists and I do think that psychiatrists are in cahoots with big pharma and you know they they come up with these tablets that they think influence your brain and they do influence your brain and they even influence your body and and as you know SSRIs did two very bad things to me and quite a big proportion of people who take SSRIs and in particular Siroxat which I was given develop not just normal depression but psychotic depression and and a suicidal that's a very helpful side effect, isn't it? Mm. Not. And also, they gave me hyponatremia, which is more rare but not unknown. And I was in a coma three times. Well, thank you very much. Mm. I could have easily died. That hyponatremia is low blood sodium. Mm. Um, so, so and, and also, of course, people develop states of mental depression distress because of particular circumstances and some um, young people have developed a psychotic reaction to you know really strong cannabis and so on and then they might have a label stuck on on them of schizophrenic which might be completely inappropriate two years later because they've stopped smoking you know and none of those labels should be imposed on people for life Mm. Yeah, and also, I I believe, as I said in the film, I think, I think I did, I'm not sure, that the most appropriate reaction, which is a normal human reaction to mental distress, which should be incorporated into the profession of psychiatrists, is for people to be kind and to really listen to what's happening to another person, not to just suddenly think, which little white tablet can I force them to take? Mm. So when when um, when you first saw the film, was that when it was at my graduation? No, because you'd already showed it to me on Vimeo or whatever it's called. Mm. You'd already made sure that I felt okay about it before you screened it. Yeah, which was really good of you. But you've always been seemed to be quite supportive of it, and I don't think you've ever said, "Oh no, I don't." I'm well, not not only am I quite supportive of it, but I actually think it's really good because I think you've constructed it in a way that shows a whole kaleidoscope of things and gives it a shape where, you know, the fact that I've been sometimes ill, you've also shown that I'm sometimes, and even the majority of the time, perfectly well and I've had quite a full life. Yeah. Well, that was important to me that I didn't want it to just be about that because I guess the whole thing was it's... it's you can't show the whole story of somebody's life, but I definitely didn't want to just leap in with, 
your illness because you weren't ill for 39 40, 41 43, 43 years yeah so so you were you had and even did during the last 20 years i haven't been ill the majority of the time just no. sometimes yeah and well, unfortunately for me mostly that awful depression and you know you looked after me for four months of really rotten depression and i don't know what i'd have done without you well and that which was a reaction to being shoved in that horrible place do you think that that family members of people going through mental distress need more support? Because really, it doesn't feel to me like I know. I just do what I think I can, I can do. I don't. I oh, d- definitely, you didn't get any support from the services, did you? None at all. And also, the other thing that people need um, support about is the thing I mentioned in the film, which is you know how strong any genetic component. Because I think that just because my diagnosis is bipolar 2 and most of my actual distress has been depression, all of which has had definite reasons for the depression, I mean, it doesn't imply that you're definitely or even probably going to suffer from the same thing yourself, but we haven't received any counselling at all about any of that, have we, mm. from the services? No, well, it seems that the services are just too stretched. I mean... Well, they're it, not too... What, stre- I think but, they're wrongly directed. But what is the, the statistic? Is it one in three people will have have mental illness of some kind? Is it one in three, one in four? One in four. One in four. So it's a very... But it That's does, of the whole human population. I know, but it does feel that it's a quarter of the population are going to go through something and definitely the other three quarters are going to know somebody that's going through oh, yeah. something like oh, this. Oh, yeah. Then they're just... It, it just really shouldn't still be this kind of... It is almost still a bit taboo. Or, to, or I don't well, know, taboo is the right word, but the people thing, people are not really sympathetic in the same way as they are with physical illness. They definitely aren't. Yeah. And, and I've experienced, you know, especially going into psychiatric hospital, which, as you know, I've done several times, but mm. only once into a physical hospital, and I could not believe the difference because you're treated with massive unkindness in a psychiatric hospital, what on earth is the sense of that? And so that's one of the biggest stigmas going, which I really want to combat. But the other thing is that when I've experienced bits of stigma from people, you know, perhaps that I don't know as well as my family members, or or a bit from my workplace, or, you know, the, the stigma I've experienced is not that people want to run a million miles, but people sort of blame you for being a bit, for being mentally ill mm. in a way that, and across with you, I just don't see the sense. What no. we need is kindness. Yeah, we definitely do. And I, I totally take that on board. I guess the, the, the slight difficulty is that if you are very irritable, then mm. sometimes it's harder to feel that you want to be really warm. If you're, if you're, if you're being irritable towards somebody, maybe they react in a way that's not helpful. But it's because that's a kind of human response, isn't it? To... Yes, I agree. I agree. But, but I'm not saying that that's that's right. I'm just saying that I think that's probably why that that happens. Not and people don't understand enough. Well, I don't think I. I think I'll think I'll just um check you there in a way okay because um 
my feeling is that probably everybody is a bit irritable sometimes. But if you have a diagnosis, people feel kind of entitled. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a to... fair point. Because, you know, I know I can be very grumpy. You yet. certainly can, Zoe Kinross. Yeah, and, uh, and I haven't been diagnosed with bipolar, so yeah. I... I you know get away with it i guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um but if it's seen as part of your labeling people feel entitled to just say oh, oh she's so. ill I, well not she's ill or you know well i can't be bothered to have anything to do with her mm. which isn't very nice no okay well that was great do you need to get off to your chapel chapel yeah chapel I, I, it's a Sunday. I, okay. I go for a bit of spiritual sustenance, you know. Okay, well, thanks for talking to me, Mum, and thanks for being in the film. I think I thought the film was great. I thought you made it really quite beautiful. Not me beautiful, but the film. I think you look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mum. Okay. Have you turned it off now? Not yet. The changing nature of mental health means that recently things haven't been as good between Zoe and her mum. Zoe really thinks there needs to be far more support for those going through mental health crises, as well as for those trying to support them. Thank you for listening. This week's episode featured clips from Blue Grey by Zoe Kinross, scored by J.M. Holt. You can find the film in its entirety on our website, mental-podcast.com. Mental was created by me, Emily Elchel. And me, Mariah Larkin. With production assistance from Asa Secker. And scoring by Karis Tan. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and check us out on iTunes and be sure to subscribe. And please leave us a review. It would really help us out. This has been Mental. Rethinking crazy. Because you're not crazy. I don't know what the podcast is. Has it got anything to do with peas? No. <laughs> you want it to have something to do with peas.